Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Okay, here's a question. How do we drive consistent, repeatable results in marketing? That's something we'd all like to know, I'm sure. Well, today's guest has a lot of insight on that. Tim Fitzpatrick has more than 20 years of entrepreneurial experience with a passion for developing and growing businesses. That passion has served him well in operating and managing a wholesale distribution company that he co-owned for nine years. Since then, he's had failures and successes. Tim started Rialto Marketing in 2013 and has been helping B2B professional service firms that want to accelerate revenue growth and attract more ideal clients. He believes that marketing shouldn't be difficult, but you've got to remove revenue roadblocks if you want to grow consistently and predictably. He'll explain that today. Hi, friends. Thank you for tuning in today again. This is Marilise. And... I don't know much about basketball, but here is a lesson I have taken from Kobe Bryant, an American professional basketball player who got killed in a helicopter crash in 2020. There was an interview with him where they asked why he is still doing such a basic drill every morning, waking up at 5 a.m. for extra training. And he asked, why do you think I am the best player in the world? because I never get bored with the basics. Because I never get bored with the basics, that blows my mind. But if something is basic, it does not mean it is easy. Because if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. But we all know we don't skip steps and everything pushes us to what is hot, flashy, especially in social media. So we tend to ignore the basics. But the key to great marketing is to identify the basics and be committed to performing that. And that is hard. So I want to welcome our special guest today, Tim. Hello. Marlies, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are very excited to have you with us. So please walk us through about your journey. How did you become so passionate about marketing? Oh man, it was uh, it was a winding path. Uh, I so when I graduated from college, uh, I was a math major, had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, my dad had been an entrepreneur for for a long time. He was a manufacturer's representative, and he had started a related distribution company a couple of years before. And uh, I said to him, you know, he had no full time employees at the time, and I, you know, I said, hey, why don't I work for you for the summer, help you out? And that'll give me some time to kind of figure out what I want to do. And he said, sure. So after three months, that, that was it. I was hooked. I, I loved it. I was soaking up information like a sponge. And uh, that's what I ended up doing. That was my first professional gig. I, you know, I ended up becoming a partner in the wholesale distribution company. I ran it on a day-to-day basis. Um, we grew it, averaged about 60% a year for nine years, and then we sold it. Um, It was an amazing experience, uh, one that I would certainly not change. Um, After that, I got involved in residential real estate for a while. Uh, I did not like it. 
I, I got to a point where <laughs> I just was waking up every day going, oh my God, I have to do this again. And why own a business if you're going to wake up feeling that way? So I shifted gears and that's when I got into marketing, which is what I'm doing today. Uh, that has been a winding path as well. But uh, what I do now is, you know, I focus, as you touched on, on, on the fundamentals uh, of marketing. And, um, you know, we primarily work with uh, B2B professional service firms that don't have mm -hmm. a marketing leader, and we help them navigate the marketing landscape so they can accelerate growth. So I'm a, I'm a marketing consultant, a fractional chief marketing officer, and uh, we just we help them remove their revenue roadblocks so they can get where they want to go. So, and by the way, one of my favorite quotes about the fundamentals, you mentioned Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is from Michael Jordan. And he said, get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. Like mm. professionals make the fundamentals look easy because they focus on them over and over and over again. And it just happens without thinking. Mm -hmm. um, with marketing, what I find is so many people skip the fundamentals because we're battling information overload. There's so many different marketing channels and mm -hmm. people feel like, oh my gosh, I need to be here and I need to be there and just immediately start taking action and, and skip the fundamentals, skip the strategy behind things. And when that happens, the, the marketing vehicles that we're using lack the fuel they need to get where they, they, they need to go. So I agree with that's you. a little bit about me. Very good. Thank you for sharing, Tim. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So tell me, let, let's go and dive into those fundamentals because, as you mentioned already, real professionals really understand the value of the, of the fundamentals. But why is it so that, you know, when we are, we are already, we have established our businesses, we are, you know, doing a whole bunch of things, we are like hamsters in a wheel, and we just forget about those basics. So how can we come back to the, really, to the roots and, uh, and really start building, you know, marketing on the right fundamentals. Yes. Yeah. Where should one start even? Yeah, I, to me, there's every, the first fundamental is your target market and your ideal clients within that market. Everything from a marketing standpoint is built from there. So if we don't have a clear understanding of the market we're serving and the, and our ideal mm -hmm. clients, the people that we really want to work with within that market, everything else that we do down the line is going to suffer as a result. So, you know, let's, let's dig into target market a little bit. Um, you know, I think you're better off going narrower rather than broad because it's very mm -hmm. difficult to target broadly. It costs a ton of money and it's very difficult to resonate with a very broad market. You know, so a lot of people will say, well, Hey, I work with small business owners. Well, gosh, that's a really broad, you know, can we narrow that down mm -hmm. even further? Um, the other thing is if I work with small business owners, not every small business owner is an ideal client. Mm -hmm. A lot of us find that out, right? When we first start our business, do you have money? Do you have a heartbeat? Are you willing to pay me? Yes. Cool. We're, we'll work together. And what inevitably happens is we work with some people that are just not a great fit. You know, either we just have a really difficult time working with them. We don't get good results for them. We really need to hone in on who those ideal clients are. And there, I like to start by asking, 
I call them the three power questions. So for, for a business that is, has been in business for, for a while, you have some past clients that you can go back to start with Mm -hmm. the three power questions, which is one, who do we love working with? Like, why do do you want to work with people? What, what was that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt because I want to write write those down. So who do we want to work for? Was the first one. Who do you, yeah. Who do you love working with? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Because why work with people that make you want to bang your head against a wall, right? So that's the first question. Mm-hmm. The second question is who are our most profitable clients? Okay, it's okay to make money. Frankly, if we're going to serve the people that we work with at, at the highest level, we need to be profitable. We need mm-hmm. to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. And then the third is who do we get great results for? When you ask yourself these three questions, you end up with a subgroup of current and past clients that check all of those boxes. Mm-hmm. If we can work with people that check all of those boxes day in, day out, how much better is our business going to be? How much happier are, are we going to be uh, as mm-hmm. the business owner? You know, we're, we're loving who we're working with. We're, we're making money and we're getting great results for them. When we get great results for our clients, what are they going to want to do? They're going to want to continue to work with us. They're going to want to do more work with us. They're going to want to share this experience with other people, right? Your business as a whole will be so much better if you can work with these types of people. So when you, once you have this subgroup, that's now where you can start to dig a little bit deeper and start to peel the layers of the onion back to start to look for commonalities, right? And we look for those commonalities with demographics, right? Which are the numbers. Mm-hmm. I personally, I would recommend not, I don't think you, you can go super deep into demographics. I don't think you need to go really deep in demographics. I think demographics help kind of start giving you a pit, painting a picture of what these people are like. But what I think is more important than the demographics are the psychographics of the, these people. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what are they, what are they thinking as it relates to what you do? What are the, the common problems that they have? that you can help them solve? What results, outcomes, benefits are they looking for? You know, what roadblocks do they have? Those Mm -hmm, are all mm -hmm. examples of psychographics. The psychographics really help you start to get in their head and enter the conversation that they're having in their head as it relates to what you do. That is far more important than the demographics, in my opinion. But when you start to dig into the demographics and the psychographics, what typically ends up happening is subgroups from that initial group start to come to the surface that share commonalities. And it's those smaller subgroups that are your ideal clients. And I would recommend you not have more than three. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I would focus on one. Because if you focus, if you start focus on too many, it's going to be really difficult to, to execute well. So that's... That's target market in a nutshell with some really quick action steps to kind of start digging into it. No, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that because let's be honest, if somebody is knocking on your door and he wants to be a client, you're not really thinking, okay, I'm sorry, you are not my target client. So if the money is there, you know, coming to you, then we, we tend to forget about that. Yeah. Right? So it is yeah. hard. And I mean, especially when you have established your business already, you know, because uh, you don't want to say no to the cash flow. Let's be honest. 
And yeah. that's where I see you. it's like this wish, it's like this cycle where it's very hard to get out of that. Yeah. And this is what I see also with, uh, with our clients because they are struggling with, oh my God, how can I tell to them that I can't really work with you because, you know, the, the values are not there and, uh, <laughs> and I cannot help you and I cannot bring you any results. But in my opinion, you are being a better client servant, really, if you're being honest here. You need to tell it to the, those guys because they will see sooner or later that you cannot help them if they are not aligned with you, right? Yeah, you're just gonna you're just creating headaches for yourself, right? And mm -hmm. it's very easy, just you know, hey, Marlies, after having this initial conversation, we're not a great fit to help you, and I want to mm -hmm. make sure that you get what you need. Um, mm -hmm. We're not a good fit, but I'm I'm happy to make some referrals for you, and you know, mm -hmm. you refer them to somebody else who's a better fit. Like you, we can't be all things to all people, and it's it's totally okay when somebody's not a, a good fit. You know, you're 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 helping them by actually telling mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I agree. So for me, because my background is also from psychology, it all starts with the mindset really. And with this little switch you need to do in your head. Yeah. So I understand that first it's, it might feel scary to say no to some client groups, but actually you are helping them better. Let's be honest, as you yeah. just mentioned, because we can help them with, with referrals and you can be sure that they will find their way back to you if they need that again, because they already trust you because yeah. you were honest and you were brave enough to tell them that, you know, I am not the best fit for you. Okay. So that's, that's very strong. Yeah. What's the second fundamental when we talk the about building marketing? Yeah. The second fundamental is your, your marketing message, how you communicate your value and what you do. You can only create a clear, engaging message to attract your ideal clients once you understand who those people are, right? It seems mm -hmm. simple, but so many of us just skip it. And uh, your message is critically important. And there, there are a couple big mistakes businesses make when, when communicating their message. One, we make it difficult for people to understand, right? We try mm -hmm. to get cute. We try to get clever we really should focus on keeping things simple and being clear because when we confuse people, we lose them, right? Confused buyers do, they do not buy. They go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. if somebody lands on mm -hmm. the top of our website and they don't understand really quickly what you do and how they can benefit. They're not going to take the time to figure it out. They're mm -hmm. going back to mm -hmm. search results and going somewhere else. So our message really does need to be simple and clear. Um, the second big mistake people make is they talk too much about themselves. Our clients mm -hmm. don't care about us. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the reality. What they care about is how we can help them solve the problem that they have and get the result they want, right? Get from where they mm -hmm. are to where they want to be. That's what they care about. So the vast majority of our marketing message needs to really focus on our ideal clients and how we can help them not talking about ourselves. Now, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in B2C or in B2C, but in B2B, it's, I think trust is a, is, is a, plays a much bigger role. Trust and credibility in B2B plays a much larger role than it does mm -hmm. in B2C. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about ourselves enough to establish that trust and that credibility. But once we've done that, most of it 
needs to be focusing on our ideal clients. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the best things that you can do to help create strong marketing messaging is interviewing your ideal clients. It's really difficult. Look, it's difficult for me to create messaging for my company. Okay. It's difficult for all of us to do that because we're too close to the fire. We cannot see mm -hmm. the forest through the trees. Okay. It's very difficult for us as business owners to think objectively when we interview our ideal clients, we, we hear it from in their words, which our marketing message should be in their words. If it's in their words, it's going to resonate with them, right? Mm -hmm. When it's in their words and they see it, all of a sudden they start thinking, oh my gosh, it, was Mara Lee in the meeting that we had last week? You know, how did she get into my head? I was thinking that two days ago and now she's saying it right back to me in my own words. That's when our message is really going to resonate, engage with them and get them to take action. Mm -hmm. So take the time. If they do, if your listeners do one thing from this interview, spend the time to interview 10 to 15 ideal clients. It will be absolutely invaluable, the information you get from it. I love this. I think that is very strong and everybody should do that, uh, you know, from time to time because you really get some great feedback from actual feedback, you know, what they like and what could be differently or better. And it, while I was listening to you, it reminded me one of my coaches, it was some years ago already, um, gave me this uh, exercise that I, I needed to take my own website copy. And uh, he gave me two um, those highlighters, you know, the yellow and the red one. And yep. I needed to highlight uh, with the red all the places where I mentioned myself or, you know, we, I, company, all about yes. us. And uh, with another one where we talked about them and it should be 80% about them and 20% about us, right? Yes. And of course it was <laughs> in, the, in the wrong order. <laughs> and uh, that hit me so, so, so strongly. So, yeah, I think that's also a good, good thing to do. Just go through your own copy with those two highlighters. <laughs> yep. You'll, you'll get a really quick idea of how much you're talking about you versus them. Yeah. And it hurts, but you need that. No doubt. Be honest. <laughs> and, and another thing I wanted to bring out, um, you, you should have something, somebody else telling you and showing you those things because, as you said, you are too close to the fire yourself. You, you don't see these uh, things yourself. And uh, it feels like, you know, I'm talking about them, but actually it's, it's all about me and how we, how we are doing things here. But again, it's not about you, it's about them. So, Tim, let's talk about the third fundamental Yes. So third fundamental, we, we understand our target market. We know who our ideal clients are. We've got a great message to attract and engage them. Then we, we have to have a plan of how we're going to get that message in front of those people. And, you know, with marketing planning, um, I, look, I don't care what it is in, in business or personal. Uh, I think having a plan is, is critical. Otherwise it's very easy to get distracted to be like a squirrel chasing a nut and you know, you're just very haphazard. Um, so having a plan is really important, but when most people talk about marketing planning, you know, they talk about year long plans and I think a year long marketing plan is a waste of time. Um, that's just my opinion. 
And here's why the business, the market is evolving quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, our businesses are evolving quickly. Nobody puts together a year long plan that is the same at the beginning as it is at the end. Year-long plans also tend to be more complicated. They're, they're longer, so there's more moving parts and pieces, and they become complex, and complexity is the enemy of results. So I look at marketing planning in 90-day sprints. 90 mm-hmm. days keeps things simple. Uh, it focuses on the, the next measurable steps we need to take. It's long enough to see results or see, start to see whether you're gaining traction but it's short enough where you can make course corrections and you just wash, rinse, repeat. So I think 90 days is the way to do it. And I'm going to share with your listeners a six step 90 day marketing plan. This is super easy. Okay. Okay. There is, uh, this can be on one page. Depends on how long winded you are, but first step, who's our target market, right? I want you to Mm -hmm. have at least a paragraph of who your one to three ideal clients are. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing in the plan because, like I said before, everything from marketing starts here. So we want to make sure it's top of mind who we intend to work with. The second thing is what's your goal? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to, it, it needs to be specific, measurable. It's going to be time bound because it's a 90 day plan. But typically, this is going to be like the next stepping stone to get to your longer term goals. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I intend to I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days. The thing that's important to remember about a goal like this is it's an outcome-based goal. So there are a lot of things beyond my control that may impact my ability to hit this. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's important to know where you're headed and what you want to accomplish. But I think it's also important to be realistic and not get super disappointed if you don't hit it, right? Because maybe you did everything you could, but there were outside circumstances that got in the way. Okay, but it is important for us to know where we want to go. Third step, what's my budget and what are my resources? This step Mm -hmm. gives us an idea of what we have to work with. If we don't know what we have to work with, we don't know how much or how little we should be putting in our plan. So this, do I have $500 a month? Do I have $50,000 a month? Do I have staff in-house that can do some of this stuff? And how much time do they have? And what are their skill sets? Mm-hmm, if I want mm-hmm. Joe on my staff to manage LinkedIn for me and he doesn't know what the hell LinkedIn is, then that's probably not going to be a good fit, right? So mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to figure out what we've got to work with so that we take, take on the right amount and that we ask the right people to do what needs to be done. The fourth step is our baseline. What's our current marketing plan? And it's okay if you don't have a current plan in place. A lot of people don't. I just want you to outline what you've done up to this point and what you continue to do on a regular basis to market your business. If we don't get a baseline of where we're starting from, how can we possibly create a plan to get where we want to go? You can't. It's like my GPS. If I tell it I want to go to Denver International Airport and I don't tell it where I'm starting from, it has no idea how the hell to get me there. Mm-hmm. Same concept here. Fifth step, this is where we start to look at what are our priorities for the next 90 days. What's our plan for the next 90 days? Mm-hmm. When we know what our priorities are, we have clarity. When we have clarity, our stress goes down. It also gives us the ability to have the discipline to say, 
when the next marketing guru sends us something next week saying, oh my God, you've got to be here. You can say, you know what? No, I'm not saying no forever. I'm going to put this on a list and maybe I'll look at it later, but no for now, because it is not one of my priorities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you're going to start to gain traction. Now, a lot of people at this step go, well, Tim, this is great, but where should I, how do I know what to focus on? I'll give you three pieces of low hanging fruit here to focus on in the beginning. One, if your target market and your messaging is not where it needs to be, got to get that in place. Otherwise you're going to waste time mm -hmm. and money. Mm -hmm. Second, your website, everything you do from a marketing standpoint drives people back to your website. Even if you're a hundred percent referral. Mm -hmm. Okay. People, when you get a referral, do you just automatically email or pick up the phone? No, you don't. Nobody does. They go online and they look at your website. They might look at some of your social. They're looking at your online presence. The first place they're going is your website. And if it looks like it was from 1995, they're not impressed and they're probably not going <laughs> to reach out to you. So website, super important. Strong messaging, a clear path that you want to lead people down and really good calls to action. The third low-hanging fruit is what is already working in your business. Okay, so many people want to focus on new channels and new tactics, but mm -hmm. most of us have not fully optimized what's already working. Mm -hmm. If you want to get quick results, look at what's already working, fill in the gaps, and do more of what you're already doing in that process that's working. So those are three bits of low-hanging fruit for your first 90 days priorities. Mm -hmm. The last step is the metrics. If we don't outline what metrics we're going to track, we have no idea what's working and what's not. And we can't make strong decisions about what course corrections or changes we need to make. But three, Marlies, you know this as well as I do. There are so many marketing metrics. You can just get completely Too overwhelmed. Too okay? many. And a lot of them don't matter. They don't mean anything. Start here and then you can expand out. You need to understand how many leads you're generating each month. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to understand where those leads are coming from, the lead source. When you understand mm -hmm. where they're coming from, now all of a sudden you start to go, wow, geez, 80% of our, our business, our leads are coming from referral or, and you know, another 20% is coming from workshops that we're doing, whatever it may be. That's powerful information that a lot of business owners don't have at this point. And then the third one is how many new clients do we have? Did we, did we get in that given time period? When you know how many leads you generated and how many clients you generated, you now know what your conversion rate is, right? And now you start mm -hmm. to understand, well, how many leads do we need to get a client and where are those clients coming from? So really simple metrics. You can certainly get more sophisticated and advanced, but let's walk before we run, start there. If you have those three, you got a hell of a lot more information than most people have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's the six step plan. Oh my God. Wow. First of all, I wrote it down. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Second, there were so many good points. I have, uh, I have done so many notes and I tried to try to mirror back what I heard because those were very, very important uh, points you, you brought out. So there is a saying that a goal without a plan is just a wish. So yeah. that's, that's what I heard you saying. And yeah. I agree with you so much here. 
And uh, another saying there are a lot of the about uh, you know adapt or die is the like the more most straightforward. <laughs> But yes. you need to be um, able to adapt. But I have to admit that I still work with companies and clients um, uh, where we use yearly planning because it really depends on the company size, in my yeah. opinion, because small businesses and medium-sized businesses, um, they are, it's easier for them to make changes happen. So in big companies, it takes time. So yes. I agree with you here that you should have focus for sure for 90 days. That's a great period. But, but again, you know, big changes takes time, especially yeah. in bigger companies. So, but I don't say it's not like possible. So we have those yearly plans, but, but we are, we are always ready to change them, to adapt them, you know, to, to do those light modifications if needed. And you need to yes. be ready for that. So this is something that I think every marketer is already used, to, you know, to, to do by now because the COVID and everything has proved that nothing is uh, is really here to stay, right? Yeah. So that is that is very good. Another comment I wanted to give is about your target audience because I work a lot with the communication myself and. Um, there are five different generations in the in the labor force nowadays, so it makes it very tricky and hard because there are, you know, people who don't really go to the website, but there are people who do that, as you mentioned. So it's it is very tricky, and it really circles back to where we started. You should know your target audience. Okay, yeah. that's that is so strong. So I just want to highlight those things. You, you said here, I, I just love this discussion. <laughs> Is there anything you want to, want to add here or comment or we are? I, I think you, I think you kind of covered it. It's, uh, I, the fundamentals are just so easy to skip mm -hmm. because there's so much information with marketing, uh, mm -hmm. nowadays, but if you skip the fundamentals, you just, the vehicles you're using lack the fuel they need. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the things you do aren't going to work. They may work, um, but they're not going to work as well as they should. Um, and, you know, the reality is most marketing that we do is not going to work. So mm -hmm. we marketing to me is all about testing, right? It's, it's testing, it's measuring, learning, and then making course corrections and just keep going. Because um, mm -hmm. when you do stumble on that thing that you're doing that is really working, it makes all the, the, the work that uh, it took to get there worth it. But mm -hmm. you, you gotta be consistent and you gotta be patient. But I wanna touch that for a second because at Powerful Marketers, we have a framework where I work with the five most important pillars, which is first is mindset. You know, you should master your mindset. This is all about clarity and growth. Then there is this uh, strategy part when we what uh, we have already covered, of course marketing how to how to build your marketing uh, and communication and leadership. But why is it so hard to align marketing with business results? What are your thoughts here? Because <laughs> you have all of those steps here, and you just mentioned that those things don't work, you know, very well all the time. And for me, it says a lot about 
sales and marketing alignment because I still see those companies and businesses who tell me that, yeah, I ha we have this uh, marketing lady there. She's doing the, all of those nice things. You can check it out from Facebook because I I'm not sure what, what she's doing here. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, how can you say that? See, that to me goes back to one of the pillars you talked about there, which is communication. Like we have, I don't see marketing and sales as completely separate departments. I think mm -hmm. they are intertwined and it's super important because if marketing is doing its job, they're handing over warm leads to sales. And the conversation that sales is having needs to be in alignment with the marketing message that's being put out there. Mm -hmm. If it's not, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like they've been, they're, they're being told one thing on the front end with marketing, and then they start to have a sales conversation with somebody and it's totally different. What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. That, that potential client is, can, they're confused, right? They're putting the brakes on going, whoa, wait a minute. I thought it was X and you're telling me why that doesn't work. Right? Mm -hmm. So we, the communication across the company has to be open and we have to understand mm -hmm. the, the, the part that every department is playing, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. I also think that some of the, some of the misalignment also happens because people don't think long-term. Like we have to think long-term about our businesses. Marketing is not a, a sprint right? It's a marathon. It's something that we just do consistently over and over and over again. It's like an investment, right? You just keep investing mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And it starts to build upon itself. You know, you can't turn marketing on and off. Um, and inevitably when we think short term about our business, whether it's marketing or just our business as a whole, um, I will guarantee you that most of the short-term decisions you're making are detrimental to the long-term benefit and health of your company. Um, sometimes it feels good to make a short-term decision that, you know, you see immediate benefit from, but oftentimes there's downsides from a long-term perspective. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it's super important to think long-term. I agree. That is, that is very good that you, that you brought that out. And uh, this marketing alignment, I also think comes, I agree with you what you mentioned and I, I would add that um, very often business owners or even sales uh, salesmen, they don't get the role of the marketing. They just think this is another ad out there, you know, in the, in the social media. So they don't really understand the, the role, what, what marketing covers. So this is also something we should talk more about. This is my opinion. Totally agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just love this discussion here. So is there anything else you want to tell to our listeners to, to wrap it up here so we can, we can go to the one minute podcast part. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's, let's dig in. I, I think we've, uh, I think we've given <laughs> people enough food for thought. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> fire, 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 fire away. And I'll do my best to get it done in a minute. How's yeah, that? But Thank you. I will do that before, but before that, please tell us where is, what do you focus on with your business right now? Is there, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? You know, what, what, what's 2023 will, will bring to your business? 
Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just looking to continue to grow. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of my big focuses for the year is is our podcast, and um, you know, using our our podcast to you know continue to add value to folks, but really to to use our podcast as a way to develop uh, and build new relationships with people that uh, that we can help and. Um, you know, and vice versa. So that's one of my big focus for the year. Well, what's the podcast name? We can put it next to this video here. Yeah, it's called the Rialto Marketing Podcast. Very original, right? It is because I just visited Venice myself and I was at the Rialto Bridge. Oh, God, that is so funny, Marlies. So (laughs) a lot of people who have not been to Venice don't know that that's where I named the company from. Um, But why from there? Why from there? So um, a few different reasons. One, I went on a, I went on a trip uh, to Venice, and it, it was a fantastic mm-hmm. trip. Um, so I remember it. I have fond memories of it. But the second thing is I just uh, – when I think of bridges, bridges help people get from where they are to where they want to be, and that's how I view marketing. So uh, those are the oh, two reasons. Oh, that's strong. I love that. That is, that is so good. <laughs> so – Let's go to the one minute podcast part, Tim. I will ask you three questions. You have one minute to answer each one of them. Okay. Yeah. You're ready. I'm ready to rock. (laughs) So please share a song that inspires you and why? Uh, gosh, um, a lot of good songs out there, but, uh, one that the one that first came to mind, uh, is ACDC. You shook me all night long. Um, and I, I just remember, you know how sometimes songs like take you back to certain places. Mm-hmm. That song just takes me back to some fond memories of hanging out with friends, uh, and probably doing stupid things in, in high school. <laughs> so, uh, but it, that always like changes my state. If I'm not in a good spot, I can play that song and I'm back to where I need to be. Love that. Great memories and powerful song. Love that. So... Second question, a quote you think our listeners should know and why? Uh, So one of my favorite quotes is from Winnie the Pooh. And uh, Christopher Robbins said to Winnie the Pooh, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Um, I think as entrepreneurs, we all at times kind of have imposter syndrome or that monkey on our back. And uh, Mm -hmm. that quote, I just go back to that quote when I find myself in that place, and it's always helpful. I just love that. That is so sweet. Thank you. I love books. <laughs> yes. and <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh, the wisdom from Winnie the Pooh. How's that? Winnie. <laughs> I just love that. So what? last question. Um, please share with us three reasons why should we always take care of the basics in our lives? Oh, man. Um, One, you can't do the things beyond the basics without the basics, right? You can't stand up and hit a major league fastball unless the fundamentals are just ingrained. You're you're never Mm going to see long-term success without without the fundamentals. Um, So that's why they're just so critically uh, important. you know, with marketing, it's so easy to just 
skip them, right? But if you skip mm-hmm. them, uh, you're going to waste time and you're going to waste money mm-hmm. and you're just creating frustration and overwhelm where it doesn't need to be. Um, and I want people to get where they want to go as quickly as possible. You can't do that without having the fundamentals in place first. That is very good, Tim. I just love this conversation here. Thank you so much for being here with us and, and sharing your thoughts and uh, very practical steps and, uh, and tips with, with our audience. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.